Hi, great to connect with you again today. Trust you're all doing well. It's great to meet together, even in these circumstances. And I'm going to read a little bit from Romans chapter 15 and just then make some comments on the portion. I'm reading from the New International Version and only the first six verses. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for the good, their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you are falling on me, which is a quote from Psalm 69 verse 9, speaking about Jesus. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The goal of every one of us and as a church is that finishing part, to glorify God. That's why we exist. But in the context of the scripture here, Paul is writing to a group of followers of Jesus Christ in Rome. And just a few things about hope. We know our theme is embrace hope. It's a year to embrace, which means to accept something willingly or enthusiastically. In the broad times, some people find it easy to embrace things, and there's some things in their life that we find easier to embrace. People who like new things love to embrace new things all the time. But some of us have things in our life which we embrace very easily, and others which are not so easy. The challenge is to continuously, consistently have an attitude and a mindset of embracing whatever is there in life, whatever God has for us, whatever life throws at us. You know, there's a sense in which this year when lockdown restrictions were introduced and though there was disappointment, there was a sense in which, okay, let's embrace what is happening to us. But the longer those went on, some people found it more and more difficult to keep an attitude and a mindset of embracing them. You know, we all have different areas of our life. But a lot of things in life are only temporary that we're asked to embrace. Even school is only, say, like for about 13 years or so maximum, and some can embrace that easier than others. Pregnancy is an area people embrace it as some people just endure it. Or even somebody preaching at you, like myself today, you know it's not going to be forever. These things are temporary. We embrace them for a period, so to speak. But you know, there are some things in life, and the Word of God is not something which is just to be embraced for part of our life. The principles of the Word of God, the Scriptures, the living Word of God, and what God says, and the, the aspects within it are not just for a short period of our time. It's just like the slogan says, a dog is not just for Christmas. You know, 
the word of God is not just for Christmas. And within it, the principle we're talking about, our hope, is not just for Christmas or for Easter or for certain times in our life. Embracing hope means we live with a mindset and an attitude of embracing hope, whatever is going on, that we continue to embrace hope and believe for better and long for better in the future. You know, our mindset in many ways helps us to embrace difficult things. If we have that attitude and that mindset that we continue to embrace whatever is ahead of us. Hope is meant to be a lifestyle, not just for a period of time. It's something within us in which we are supposed to embrace hope and live hope. And here Paul talks in the context of varying levels of spiritual maturity in the church and is instructing those, particularly those who have maybe been on the spiritual journey for a longer period, to encourage others. Don't live for yourself. Live in such a way and behave in such a way that you're sensitive to others. Don't live in a way which hinders others. Don't make decisions and don't have actions which might hinder others in their walk with God. In the context, it's what they're eating or drinking. There was some confusion, debate of what was allowed and what wasn't allowed, but there's a broader principle that Paul encourages to be careful, be sensitive to those in our world, to those who along the journey of faith, we should help others, we should build them up. And the best way to do that is by speaking good, but also by acting good so that people can look at our example and say, that's an example I want to follow. And it says here that even Jesus Christ did not please himself. He was all about others and encouraging others. And in the context in which we talk about embrace hope, Paul basically is encouraging us to live an example of a life filled with hope. Let our example be one of hope so that others, when they look at our lives, they can see hope's example. They can see a life of someone who's living, believing on all the time, hoping, believing, trusting for better to come. Encourage others along those lines as they look at our life. I love a quote from Bernard Williams who said, there was never a night or a problem that could defeat sunrise or hope. So we need to live with a hope where others can look at our lives and help them in their battles and their struggles. What we do, what we say, should be an example which encourages people in hope, not despair. But the main thrust of what I'm speaking about today and what Paul writes about is not about just hope's example in our life, but hope's endurance. Paul points to, uh, points us to the scripture and he says our examples are there for us. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. You know, hope is an upbeat word and we need to live in hope but hope has to be linked with endurance and while hope sounds upbeat it fills you with hope it fills you with a better tomorrow endurance is more of a can he downbeat tone to it it's more of a struggle oh no I'm going to have to endure I'm going to have to go through stuff but the reality is the two 
are very linked, very much linked together. Hope and endurance are linked together, and Paul teaches us that. Why does hope need endurance? Because the very DNA of hope means there's something that you haven't received yet. There's something which is ahead of you, and between now and then, when that hope is fulfilled in our life, we need to get through an endurance waiting for that hope to be fulfilled. When Paul was writing this letter earlier in what we now call chapter 8, verse 24, he speaks of this. He says, talking about our new bodies, when we leave planet Earth and we go to heaven and the day's coming when we're spending eternity with our Savior, he says, we were given this hope of a new body when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. So there's an eternal hope that we don't have. The good news is we're going to have an eternal body which is going to be far better than the body that we're carrying about just now. That is an eternal hope, but we have to wait and endure for it to happen. But you know, endurance is not just about that eternal hope. And so often we just live with a hope of eternity and everything in heaven is going to be great and okay, and we're holding on until that day happens. But that's not the type of life that God wants for us. God wants us to live not just with that hope of eternity, that new body, that wonderful time, but he also wants us to live in hope in this world, to live for hope, for better, to believe for better, for be to believe the promises that God has got for us, to live with a hope not just for eternity but for life, that things don't have to be like this, that the best is yet to come, that there's promises unfulfilled which God wants to fulfill in our life and we hold on to that hope that they're going to be fulfilled. But in the meantime, we'll have to endure. We have to wait and keep holding on until it's fulfilled. And Paul says here, look at the Scriptures. Look at the Scriptures to see the examples of enduring hope and then he speaks to us and encourages us look at the scriptures so let's look at some of the scriptures and the stories of enduring hope I've mentioned before speaking about Abraham and how against all natural hope he continued to live in hope he was believing that he would become a father of many nations, of multitudes, that his son would be born. And even though it was 25 years or so after the promise was given, and even though there was doubt in those times, he continued to live in hope because his hope was greater than the doubt he endured, the ridicule he endured. He continued to live in hope while enduring doubts and times and time passing and people saying it's not going to happen. Abraham endured doubt because his hope was greater than his own. If you look at Noah's example, he's building an ark, a place of security, salvation. He's in a building project. He's building something for the salvation of his family, for his family to, to be safe when the storms come, when the rains came, when the floods came. And in the context, it had never rained before. Rain had never happened. He was building something for something which had never happened before. And he endured days of ridicule and mockery with people. And the Bible doesn't tell us exactly how long it took Noah to build the ark and commentators have different views and opinions. But most would agree it was at least 40 years it took Noah to build the ark. 
And while he was building the ark in hardship day after day in ridicule and mockery and people saying that's a stupid thing, it's never rained, what you do know, in days of hard work over 40 years, him and his family, but he held on to the hope there's a day coming for what he was building was going to bring salvation to his family. It was going to bring salvation to him. He was obeying the promise of God. His hope was greater than the ridicule he endured. I love the story of Caleb. In the Old Testament, he was one of the two spies who brought a good report back. When they went in and spied out the promised land that God was giving them, and Joshua and Caleb had a good report and says, we can do this. God's on our side. But the other 10 spies said, no, but fearful. Their guys are bigger than us. There's no way we can take the promised land. And it had been easy for Caleb to give up. It had been easy within an atmosphere of complaining and mourning and negativity for Caleb to give up hope that he would see his promised land. But at 85 years of age, Caleb has said, give me this mountain, Joshua. This is my territory. This is my promised land. This is what I was promised all those years ago. And I have not given up hope that this would be mine. And the disappointment for Caleb was such that it wasn't his fault that his promise had to wait. Caleb was full of hope. He lived in hope. But it's because of others who failed to believe God. It's because of others who had negative attitudes. It's because of others who did not embrace the possibilities and the promises that God had given them. And Caleb had to live in that atmosphere. He had to endure wilderness. He had to get through some stuff because others had let him down, because others had given up and given in. But Caleb, he endured, and he endured still with an attitude of hope. He never gave up because his hope was greater than the enduring disappointment he suffered for years. And maybe you've been let down. Maybe you've been disappointed by others. Maybe you had hopes and dreams, but others around you have not had the same faith or the same encouragement. And maybe you've waned in your hope. But be encouraged again today, like Caleb waited for years, and he continued to live in hope, which was greater than any disappointment he had in other people not having the faith for him. It says of Moses that he chose to endure ill treatment with the people of God. He chose rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Considering the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he was looking to the reward. He was looking ahead. He had an enduring hope that the decisions he made today were for a better future. He endured. He suffered. He could have lived an easy life, but he chose to honor God and do what was right. Even though he had hurts in his life. But Robert Schuller said this. Let your hope, not your hearts, shape your future. What a great quote that is. Let your hope, not your hearts, shape your future. It's like Caleb or Moses, they'd hurt, they'd disappointment, and can have wallowed in that and let that spoil their future. But they chose not to let their heart, but their hope, share their future. Yes, we can have disappointment 
in life. But Martin Luther King said this, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Yes, we'll have disappointments. Yes, we can get hurts. Yes, it might not work out how we thought it would when we started to embrace hope. And it's easy to become bitter, but don't let bitterness rob you of your hope. Don't let disappointment rob you of your hope. Let your hope be greater than your heart. Let your hope be greater than your disappointment. Let your hope be greater than any ridicule or mockery. Let your hope be greater and endure the rest because there's a hope ahead which is greater. I love Israel going round the walls of Jericho and marching around Jericho and it could have been easy for them to give in to the taunts and the ridicule but they had a hope that the walls would fall down. You know, we sing the song walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall but you've never failed me yet waiting for change to come knowing the battle's won for you've never failed me yet your promise still stands great is your faithfulness your faithfulness I'm still in your hands this is my confidence you've never fail me yet and as Israel was marching around those walls maybe day one or day two they thought they're going to fall this is the day but they had to wait for the seven days but today let me encourage you maybe your hope is not there yet maybe your hope has not been fulfilled but you keep marching around the walls because one day they're going to fall you keep holding on to the hope let your hope be greater than your disappointments hope greater than your fear that it's not going to happen we have to endure to get the hope. Daniel endured the lions now. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego endured a fiery furnace, but they were enduring the present in order to realize the hope of something better for them ahead. Now, I know it's easy to speak hope. It's easy to speak about living hope. It's easy to say we need to live in hope and endure where we're at the present. And I recognize saying it is easy, living it is not difficult. It's difficult, sorry. But the reality is, look at the examples of scripture. Paul says, they lived in hope and endured the difficulties because the hope was greater than where they were. Hope is believing for better. And I believe God has got better for us. And there's a quote from Desmond Tutu, Tutu who says this, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. And maybe there's darkness around your life today. Maybe you can't see that hope, that promise that you're holding on for, for God to come through. You can't see any sight of it. Today, with all that is in me, let me say, endure where you're at and keep holding on to hope. Let hope shine a light into the darkness. Keep hoping, keep believing, keep seeing that promise ahead of you. Embrace the hope that God, who's never failed you yet, you're still in his hands. Let that be your confidence that he's never failed you yet and he's never going to fail you and hold on to that hope that you have.
And we need to go through stuff. Hebrews 10, 36 says, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you'll receive that which he's promised. You know, it's sometimes difficult to do that, and it's easy when people hurt us to stop loving, uh, financially struggling to stop giving. To keep sharing the gospel when people are not coming to faith. But Hebrews tells us we need patience, endurance, so that we will receive what God is doing. Paul wasn't just talking theory, he talked his life. He told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.10, I'm willing to endure anything if it brings salvation. He saw salvation of others as a greater hope than his present circumstances. Keep hope alive. Keep the dream alive. Keep walking and living in hope. Hope for a better tomorrow, for promises, for revival, for harvest, for provision, for all that God's got for you to come into being. Let our lives show hope's example. Let our lives show hope's endurance and also hope's encouragement. Verse 4 again says this, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Look at those examples in scriptures. Be encouraged by those who kept hope alive and endured the present difficulties they were in. Let's be people who make a decision and a choice to embrace hope no matter our circumstances. We're embracing hope for God to come through, for God to keep us in the in-between period because he's in the waiting. But keep hope and dreams that God has given you alive. Embrace them every day, confess them every day. And let an example of our lives be that others can look at us and say, I want to live in the hope that they live in. One last quote, and over a few quotes today from different people. But this great quote from Franklin D. Roosevelt said this, we have always held to the hope, the belief, the conviction that there is a better life a better world beyond the horizon. Basically saying, we've always lived embracing hope that there's better ahead. Today, can you believe and trust that there's better ahead? Can you embrace hope no matter where you're living today? Can you embrace the fact that God is faithful, that God is a good God, that God has so much more for you ahead and where you have. And even though all your dreams and hopes have not come to fruition yet, you can endure the disappointments, the hurts, the pain, 
because your hope is greater than what you're enduring just now. I'm going to pray with you in a moment. I'm going to pray that God re-energizes us to live with that hope. For those particularly who have maybe lost hope, I believe God can give you a fresh vision of hope and better today. In verse 5 and 6 says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you're a God of hope. I thank you for the hope we have of eternity. But Lord, I thank you that that hope is not just for eternity, but you've called us to live in hope in this life, to embrace hope. And no matter what our circumstances are like just now, Father God, I pray that right now you'll instill afresh an attitude of hope. I pray right within the depths of our being, you'll cause us to just be reignited again with a hope for a God who's never failed us yet and who will still come through and fulfill the promises. I pray, Lord, that our hopes will be greater the endurance that we have just now, whatever that looks like. For everyone, Lord, who's been disappointed, everyone who's given up in some ways in hope, I pray, Father God, that we'll re-engage and we'll re reinvigorate ourselves to choose every day to embrace hope, to confess hope, to be an example of hope, to be an encouragement of hope and to endure the hardship so that hope comes alive every day in our hearts. Father God, thank you that you are faithful to your promises. Thank you that you don't give false hope. So many times in this world we've experienced false hope from ourselves or from others. But we have a God who's true. We have a God who never gives false hope. But the hope we have and the encouragement we have in the scriptures are real and alive. And I pray they'll continue to be alive. Thank you for the examples we can read of in scripture of those who endure. They're there for us to be encouraged that their God is our God. And the God who come through from them will come through for us. Father God, I pray for what everyone right now who's listening that you'll fill them with a fresh hope. And from this day on, we embrace hope. We accept willingly and enthusiastically, no matter.